Headline Hollywood. Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time. So we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope. Welcome to Switch the Envelope, the podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood history. My name is Corey. And my name is Jeff. How are you doing tonight, Jeff? Corey, I'm doing fantastic tonight. And I am especially doing fantastic because we've got a guest tonight. Oh, that is right. We are very excited to have a working professional on the show tonight. Unlike us. Well, we are not we are not industry <laughs> professionals, but we try to get industry professionals to come on the show. We're like experts and, and whatnot. He is a talented comedic actor who plays the recurring character of Eric Perkins on the hit Netflix show, Never Have I Ever. Switches, please welcome Jack Seaver McDonald. Hey. <laughs> How you doing tonight, Jack? I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for yeah, thanks for coming on. So how fun is it to be uh, like a recurring character on a TV show? Oh, it's it's incredibly fun. I mean, it's um, it's the dream uh, to be asked back on a show and not just have like a one day part. Um, but, you know, I, I'm so incredibly lucky that I got to do it on this show because, um, I mean, this season, even with all the, uh, you know, restrictions and trying to be safe with covid uh the cast and crew they're all honestly really really nice fun people like from the crew grips and camera people to the leads and background people it's all it's really is just like uh going to a summer camp it's so much fun that's awesome i i feel like that that starts at the top with like mindy kaling she definitely cares and like uh has spent a lot of time with the lead of the show my trade sure and, and they've developed a really uh strong friendship and sort of mentorship it seems like yeah it's it's a it's a really cool show like i i was uh before you, you uh, before i was told that you, you know you were a prospective guest on the show i'd, I'd actually started watching the show it was, it's one of those where like um i go to i find it because I was like, I've heard a lot about this show. I think it was even uh, prior to season two being released when I actually started it. And I realized that somebody had already watched it. And I was like, who who watched <laughs> this show on my Netflix? And it turns out my wife had watched it like when it first aired like a year ago or, or whatever. And oh, I was like, yeah. you just you just secretly watched this show and, and left me completely out of it. I love this show. Like it, it was uh, it's incredibly charming. Mm -hmm. uh, it's super, super smart and 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 really well written. Um, you know, it's funny and compassionate. You know, these are the things that um, really excel in sitcoms now, like the shift in sitcom. Yeah. Uh, aside from just being sort of like a one camera or, or whatever, but the the sitcom that can make you laugh, make you feel sort of uncomfortable, but then also has this really genuine heart to it. You know, it, it's why a lot of people gravitated towards what, uh, Ted Lasso. Oh, yeah. Uh, right now, because it's it's hitting every every box and never have I ever. Uh, is another one of those shows that just hits every single box, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I mean that that first season I uh, I only knew the scenes that I was in, so I was also just as charmed by the rest of the show when I got to finally watch it when it came out. And um, yeah, gosh, the heart 
in this show is so well written and it's not there's not a single like over the top or cheesy heart Mm -hmm. you know what I mean it's all very authentic and like relatable topics like grief and anger and it's yeah it's a great show even the parts I'm not in (laughs) (laughs) Jack speaking of your craft how long you been doing this uh well I've um enjoyed acting pretty much my whole life but I joined SAG in 2017 um after doing a bunch of background acting and what was Um, your uh what was your entrance to that how'd you how'd you get started with it officially uh well I uh did you guys ever hear of the movie fighting with my family with Florence Pugh and yeah I I did a background part on that that uh ended up getting cut but because it was like a, a SAG voucher uh, on a movie that sort of Taff Hartley'd me in and helped make me uh, eligible. Right. Um, so then I, I was so graciously allowed to pay the uh, exuberant uh, entrance fee <laughs> into SAG. Um, <laughs> Thank you for letting me pay all this money to be yeah. in your organization. Did you mm-hmm. get like... Like a like a free uh, Apple TV or something like I, I hear uh, they, give, they give gifts. In some no, of the... not for me. No, I I, I didn't get any uh, sort of extra. You got to call your rep. Yeah, but you know I, know, I think the uh, I think the most famous actors of all time all have that story of getting their first real part and then that scene getting cut and end up on the editing room floor. Oh yeah, I've I've only been on set once and uh, it was not cut. Uh, but nice. it, um, I, I, they did a lottery for those vouchers on the set that I was on for all of the like background kids. Oh, they, wow. They still, do they still do that? No, uh, no, I haven't been a, been a part of any, uh, lottery system. Uh, the, the way I always saw it happen was like a, a SAG person just didn't show up. And so then there was one available. And so if you were nice to the PA or whoever was in charge of that yeah. and like, you know, real casual, Hey, look, you know, if somebody doesn't show up, like I'm interested in that, but you know, whatever, no, I'm not going to like whine about it, whatever you want to do. And um, <laughs> maybe once in uh, 30 times you could get one of those vouchers. I, I did a, I did a background like uh, out of high school and like getting into college, I, I joined a sort of agency that was, um, for kids specifically as background mm-hmm. and um i got i got placed in a lifetime original television show starring john ham yeah. wow before before he was john ham we actually uh i mean he was still all john ham you know what i'm saying well he was he john, wasn't ham, john ham but he I, wasn't i was thinking john ham. but i'm glad you said it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you, you gotta you landed up on the editing floor and then still got a voucher I yeah you know the the voucher was all about the day worked not necessarily what made it right. into the movie so uh, it worked out pretty pretty well and I really I really loved doing the uh, background stuff because uh, I mean you know it was my first taste of being on a set and um, getting to see how everything works <laughs> like when they came in the room where we were all hanging out just waiting to be used I, I always as soon as the door opened was just like bright eyed looking mm-hmm. at them ready to work. Uh, and um, uh, that eventually got me a line on a show from background. 
um, a show called Those Who Can't on True TV. Oh yeah, that that was that was pretty cool. You get lo- locked into playing high school students from then on out. I mean, for now, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looks like from your, you know, from your IMDb, it looks like you've been on. You haven't been on a lot, but the things you've been on have been pretty good. You've been mm-hmm. on Good Girls. You've been on Young Sheldon. Young Sheldon. Yeah. You know, you've been on some really cool stuff and. What has been the most fun experience you've done? I mean, you know, you probably yeah. had some cool experiences. Please tell me it's Why Women Kill. Oh, I mean, Why Women Kill was really fun. I, I did get to do my first stunt on Why oh. Women Kill. Yeah, jumping from a tree like you, uh, 12 feet up or something. Did you get a bump for that? Uh, no, no. <sighs> I don't think I had a stunt bump, but I was already, you know, as a... Uh, a principal a- actor for the day. Uh, I don't. Maybe. Wow. I mean, I need to talk to my rep a little bit more. I, yeah. <laughs> you should have got a stunt bump. <laughs> you know, maybe I did. I don't remember like looking at my breakdown of payment <laughs> when after. But, um, yeah, they just I, got free stunts out of Jack Seaver McDonald here. I know. You know, they may right. not have. He just didn't look at the pay. So. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I just am so. Too trusting. Like he's calling I'm his sure agent tomorrow. Yes, <laughs> well, that's what they yeah. always say about about films and movies is that if you're too trusting, it works out really well. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, maybe I, I don't know. There's there's probably uh, some SAG rule that like if you're if you're one through four on the call sheet, you you don't get any additional money or something like that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So those uh, SAG rules are so the like huge book yeah. of rules probably they're so like um have uh legally worded uh, yeah though your d de- your dues pay for those lawyers to to write the encyclopedia yeah. of sag yeah exactly absolutely. yeah um so i mean why women kill was a, a really fun time but i do think never have i ever might be the most fun I, i've i've had really i mean They've had Eric playing like I think at this point three different instruments already, <laughs> uh, a tuba, and then a sousaphone, which is technically just a marching band tuba. Sure, it's a se- seasonal tuba. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, a guitar, uh, which it, you don't like actually hear me play. You don't hear me play any of them. I don't even play them. You just show me holding them. Uh, but uh, they. Just yeah, they they've really written a lot a lot of fun um, things for my character to do, and uh, so that's and also I get to improv a few times on that set, which is always really great when they trust you enough to sort of uh, yeah say these lines, and then there's this just sort of empty spot at the end of the scene, and just fill with whatever. Um, and I love that. I, I love uh, improv. Did did you improv the uh, the line about you being a, a a jock and super popular? Oh no, not that one. But uh, <laughs> I know it's a good one. Uh, <laughs> the the balls on Eric to just walk up to a, a hot girl walking in in the hallway and just be like, "Hi, I'm Eric, and I'm a really popular jock." <laughs> Don't ask anybody else. Yeah, but I know. Yeah. Uh, the, um, the one of the scenes in the chemistry class where I'm talking to the teacher and she, it, I ask if I can go to the 
nurse's office. She's mm. like, no, we're doing a science experiment. I'm like, but my stomach hurts. I ate, drank a glass of milk and I could barely finish my second glass. Uh, I did improv that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Genuine concern for Eric uh-huh. <laughs> and his bowels. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, he's Eric's kind of gross uh, in the first <laughs> season a little bit more than the second season. Yeah, there's there you can tell that that they um like at least in in the writers room or whatnot they they were like okay we have these these little gems sprinkled out throughout the school that will really help flush out the the world that's there let's give them bigger morsels let's give them something deeper I mean they made you uh, captain of the robotics club yeah you know that was such a uh, a like heart knife in the heart moment when you were just like you're not it anymore you know, I know. Yeah. turned your back it was like cold cold <laughs> eric yeah and then they gave you a girlfriend and mm-hmm. um you know your character now gets referenced by uh main characters in main dialogue now so like good gig thanks great yeah. show. you know i i really like eric as as a character um i think they do a really good job sort of writing him but like your portrayal of eric uh like i knew i knew you in high school Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew Eric in high school. And, you know, I, I tried to be friends with some Eric's in high school because it was just like, man, if you just had like a louder voice <laughs> oh. or, or like, you know, it's somebody to prop you up. Some of the shit you say is hilarious or like, you know, you're, you've got really interesting things to do. Um, right. Not, not enough of a spotlight. High school's brutal, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then your T-shirts are my favorite thing in the world. Oh, oh. yeah. They're incredible. The, like the one that cracked me up the most, I think, was like like Eric, Eric's birthday party at the aquarium or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Like one, he either got that when he was way young, but it still fits him. So he probably just had his birthday, <laughs> and his parents got him a customized T-shirt for his birthday. Oh, yeah, so it- great. It's um Eric's birthday at the zoo, and it actually it says is. 2019. Oh, does it so, say it says 2019 on it? <laughs> yeah, you know that it was like a recent birthday, and <laughs> that was actually a shirt from season one from a scene that got cut. So I was mm. so glad they brought the shirt back for season yeah, the, two. The graphic design uh, team, I'm sure, is having a blast doing Eric shirts. Oh yeah, you know, but yeah, I I think that it it also they they're pulling a lot from the the life that you're bringing into the character as well that like inspires them to create these little in jokes and like expand on his character yeah i'm super incredibly grateful to them and um and yeah they you're totally right they didn't have to weave me into the uh main character stories like that but I've got a good feeling if there's a season three, like I'm excited to see how the robotics team turns out. If he's right. just going to be like, okay, you've come to enough practices. You can have it back. This is too stressful or whatever. Sure. Or maybe they'll do like a, a robotics competition B story where you guys will mm. be going off to, you know, X, Y, Z convention to, you know, do your, do your robotics. That'd be fun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, you know, uh, never have I ever uh, writing team. Just just email us. We'll we'll fill out some, some yeah. plot lines. For spin-off. You. Spin-off. Robotic oh, team show. on Netflix. Ooh, never have I Eric. <laughs> never right. have I never Eric. have I Eric. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You should pitch like a, a web series or like a complimentary little TikToks or something. That's never have oh, I Eric. Yeah. That would hey, be yeah, if, amazing. If uh if Chuck can have a web series <laughs> just on 
buy more, then I'm sure that this can have a web series just on the robotics team. Are you listening, Netflix? <laughs> Come, Rabbi on. Eric needs Come, to on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Hey, your your lips to God's ears. <laughs> or Jack, Netflix's ears. What's what is next for you? Let's put let's put never have I ever on the burn on the back burner for a second. Yeah. What's next for you in acting and whatever? All things coming up. Um, well, I'm sort of focusing more on my uh, improv journey at the moment. I'm back into taking UCB classes. Oh, cool. uh, they're they're still online. They're they aren't ha- they aren't happening in person. So you know, Zoom improv can be a little rough. But <laughs> um, we have had both a. In- Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was going to no, say we've good. had one of the one of the people we've had on before was a um, improv artist. And then we had another guy on that was actually a doing zoom comedy, which is kind of similar to that. How, Corey, how would you describe it? It was just like all of them are in one room. Yeah. It was like a giant call where it was all the comedians on the call. And then I think people just like came on, right. You get just like, like tickets to get the, or they would purchase you know, five bucks to get the the Zoom ID to be able to watch. I guess I'm ass- uh, I don't know I'm how assuming... you mute those people, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming the improv would be similar, right? Yeah, but um, yeah, man, that's just got to be a tough thing to do. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it, it, it's such a collaborative um uh, sort of thing. So to not be able to quickly stop talking so that the other person can add to the scene or what have you, then you just kind of spend like a third of the scene going, sorry, one more time. Go, go ahead. Yeah. I'm you're sorry. You're, up. Yeah. you're cutting out. You're cutting out. Is this a choice? Is this yeah. on purpose? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. Oh, restart your router. Uh, uh, I, I have a gun. I, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> not through the internet <laughs> um, i i've actually one of my friends did one of those uh comedy shows that you were just describing uh for flappers i think and uh yeah that's it was just one big call <laughs> you could yeah. have your camera on or off but we we chose off and because <laughs> i don't know it's so weird to feel like someone is performing but you're just on the same level as them like sitting yeah at your desk or whatever a lot of comedians talk about how you need to have a room and even the even the type of room you're in depends on how much people laugh you have to have actually like a like a comedy room low ceilings you have to have people in an uncomfortable chair and that (laughs) creates comedy and (laughs) and even jim jeffries he talks about if you don't have that mic the comedy's gone. Like you have mm. to have that mic there when everybody has to be watching you and you have to be interacting with them and it creates comedy. And so <laughs> that's why I think the zoom comedy just, it, it doesn't materialize like it should. No, it's not nearly as effective. No. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I imagine it's more like sort of performing a monologue as opposed to performing stand up. Right. You know? um, and I, I mean, I, I would even think that like, you know, the zoom improv classes or whatever would be, decent for trying to find that comedic voice or you know that that timing voice for um you know like tv so i i I can imagine that like the zoom process could be decent training to like push through the awkward silence 
you know, to be like, no, 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 I know that this timing is right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I've been enjoying it. I've only um, had like two classes so far, um, but uh, I'm, I'm liking it as awkward as it can be. It's, it's a good, it's a good class. And uh, I think a big part of taking the improv classes, I'm trying to uh, work on my uh, networking sort of thing and making more connections to comedy people. Um, I, I've only tried stand up like one time. Uh, most of my comedy has been like improv stuff. So, um, yeah, just just trying to further that part of my career, and then whatever auditions can get make it to me, then I'll, I'll do, and we'll see what happens. But I don't necessarily have like a uh, I really want to do a dramatic like <laughs> detective thriller series next or <laughs> i mean if it yeah. happens why not i mean i think eric could probably kill a oh. detective <laughs> yes a buddy cop uh, spinoff <laughs> with eric where, where it's just it's like uh mall security right he, he, he thinks he's a detective at the at the mall mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Paul I Blart was... part two. <laughs> yeah, son of son of Paul Blart. Give son it to give it to Jack Seaver McDonald. Mm -hmm. uh, how did that first stand-up go? You did it once and you didn't go back. I'm guessing it, not well. Well, actually, it was just because it was right before the pandemic. Um, ah. it, it went all right. I, I got a, I got a few laughs, but uh, I was stuttering like i am now and adding a lot of ums and likes and ands so it went fine yeah the ums and likes the uh blight of <laughs> <laughs> professional talkers yeah. yeah yeah if you want to get it behind a mic you have to be real self-conscious in the moment of the ums and the likes and it is hard yeah. you know what though stand-up is probably one of the hardest things to do so if you're doing it the first time yeah, you have to just keep going out there and doing it again and again yeah. and again uh-huh yeah. yeah i've i've heard that like that's that's really the only way and uh, i'm not under the impression that like if i fail once well forget it i i you know i've heard all the stories of like man i love when i bomb like that's how i know that i'm actually doing work and like figuring things out what works on stage and what doesn't so it's a yeah it's a super interesting medium i'm interested to get back into it but um maybe not on zoom so i'm i'm always i'm i'm curious like with um is sort of going back to television television work uh as far as like the, the pressure that you either put on yourself or that you can feel on set um, I mean, obviously, as not a, a, a principal lead on on some of these shows, you're not feeling like the weight of the show <laughs> on you at, at any given point. But like, then it's your scene, it's your day to get in there and and give them gold. Like, d does it ever feel is it like uh, weighty on set where you're like, oh, no, we've done <laughs> four takes. No, weighty, weighty, like that. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, the set where, where you're like, I mean, like four takes, probably not that many takes, but you get to four and you're like, oh no, I, I'm, I don't let this snowball. Right. Yeah. No, um, well, I've definitely had situations where I go in maybe overconfident mm. and we get to take four or five and they're like, 
Uh, so kind of just like faster, please. Uh, let's let's <laughs> not let's take out those pauses that you're doing and um, let's just stick to the script on this one or whatever. I'm like, oh god, I'm that Did guy. I... I'm that guy on Shit. set today. Um, but uh, as far as like before feeling yeah weighty um uh not not too bad i'm usually once i'm past the audition and i've booked it i I feel pretty like comfortable and like okay they know that i can do a good job so i'll probably do pretty good job if they're willing to hire me yeah i I imagine once you get called back to your third fourth episode you're like okay like i've yeah this is Mm-hmm. comfortable or at least that set would be comfortable or you know that crew would be comfortable you know yeah absolutely and then you know i i just put the work into my scene and make sure i'm fully memorized and that definitely cuts back on the nerves of being in my big scene or my big line or whatever it may be yeah you got your shit on lock you know what would make me <laughs> weighty or what would fuck with me would be if those not make you weighty like the pressure would feel weighty. no where the pressure would be for me is if i had just like one small line not if i had mm. it was a recurring is if i just mm. had one small line because if i couldn't get that one fucking line and like like and it was like five or six takes and i'm looking at everyone they're all looking at me like like dude this guy's like one line yeah like, yeah get the fucking line man like that's where i would just get the pressure would just keep i'd be sweating man i'd be like hey Hey, I, I can't do this. I'm just, I just walk off. I'd walk yeah. off and I wouldn't come back. <laughs> I'll, I'll be, I'd be like, fuck trailer. it. I'm out. I'm out. Like they I'm gave him a trailer? Back. <laughs> I, I, yeah. For, for one line, you get at least a half a honey wagon thing. Ooh, uh, nice. Pretty nice. Yeah. A little bathroom and uh, foam bed looking thing. Nice. You get one of those cardboard beds they have at, at the Tokyo, <laughs> Tokyo. Tokyo Olympics for no sex. No. Oh, you know, no, those things are sturdy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I like in the back of my head, I, I, like when I did the, the extra work, I, I was reminded of like this, this um, story of a Clint Eastwood film. I, I think it's the Clint Eastwood one with Matt Damon or, or whatever. But essentially, there was an actress who had one or two lines and she was like playing a waitress or something like that or opening a door for somebody and had a couple lines. And, um, she was like pacing back and forth and and like going over eight versions of her. Hey, how are you, sir? Or hey, how are you? Hey, are, hey how are you, sir? You know, going through through all that stuff and um, would just bomb take after take after take. And, and then Clint Eastwood walks over to her and he's like, you're a fucking waitress. Just give him the water or whatever, you know, like just don't don't say anything at this point. Just just follow the action because we need him to be able to have the next piece for the right. prop or whatever, you know. Have, have you been on set and seen like actor freeze? Um, not for like to the point where they were fired or anything, but I mean, sometimes it'll happen from take to take. Maybe you just were sort of in zoning out or something, standing on your mark. So they think you're ready and they just like all of a sudden the middle of the scene starts happening and they just. Um, uh, I'm sorry. We need to start over. I was not ready. Uh, I mean, yeah, I've, I've definitely done that a few times too. just, just randomly not even realize we started rolling and I was supposed to cross camera, like 
two lines ago and I'm just speed walking to get, catch up to it or whatever. <laughs> Doing the Eric shuffle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, Corey. Well, before jumping into our break, do you have any more additional questions for our guest? No, no. I, I think I think we covered a, a lot of a lot of cool stuff. Um, acting, you know, is is uh, is has got to be the most fun job in the world. You know, right? I think it sounds awesome. You get to just make believe, and they pay you for it. <laughs> you know, dream dream job, and Jack, you, you get to do it. And I, I, we, we hope that you have a, a long career getting to just pretend to be other people. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. And as long as you do it, you will have friends on Switch the Envelope rooting for you. Absolutely. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, Jack, would you like to stick around and have some more fun with us? Maybe talk some movies? Uh, yeah, I can stick around. Awesome. Awesome. All right. We'll be right back after this quick break. And we're back. We're back with Jack Seaver McDonald here. Hey, out there in Radio Land. Welcome back, Jack. WNBC. <laughs> uh, no, we are back with uh, Jack Seaver McDonald. He's, uh, you know, Eric Perkins. You know him. He's Eric Perkins on uh, Never Have I Ever. He's uh, agreed to stick around and play a little game with us. Tonight. And if you don't know him, you better go to Netflix right now and watch. Well, after this game, go to Netflix and watch Never Have I Ever. But only watch the nine episodes that uh, Jackson, because he's unless you need to have some context. If you need to have some context, you go, it's OK to go to the beginning and binge. But if you don't need the context, message me. I have time codes for my parts. <laughs> and I, I can give you those. He'll send you his reel. It'll be uh-huh. great. <laughs> so we are going to play our quiz game right now with our guest. Since we are so innovative with the name of our game, we like to call it Switch the Envelope, the game. Nice. You can play it at home. I don't know how you're going to because you can't see the questions, but you can try and play it at home. In this week's match, we will have Corey pitted against Jack to decide who knows 90s movies better. (laughs) Winner take all. The way this game is played, they will each get three points when they get a question correct. We're going going three points? I thought it was only two. They each get two points correct. Okay. When they answer an answer, when they answer a question right, they, however, can get a hint if they do not know a question. And if they ask for a hint, they only get they only get one point if they have to ask for a hint. So two points available. If they ask for a hint, they only get one. And everybody understand? Uh, well, in the yeah. event of a wrong answer, the uh, ob- the other person has the opportunity to steal whatever points are left without the ability to use a hint. Yes. Other than that, I think we're good to go. Nice. All right. I have so, the scorecard ready. I am. Oh, I forgot to say that these questions. Manipulate it, Jack. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> these questions are all based on surprise, surprise, '90s movies. Yeah. Hence the hence the intro. So let's get right to it. <clears throat> Edward Furlong played the character of John Connor in the 1991 action movie Terminator 2. True. Oh wait. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Question is. He only starred in two other movies before taking a hiatus from acting. One movie was American History X. 
What was the other movie he starred in in 1999? Fuck you, Jeff. <laughs> um, I'm going to take that hint. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> the hint. I knew, I, knew, I knew American History X and you said it and I was like, fuck. The hint is disco sucks. Hmm. No. Oh. Mm. Um. Oh, big old wild guess. Uh, SLC Punk. That's a good not guess. A, not a bad guess. Yeah, not a bad guess. Matthew Lillard. I think. Matthew Lillard was the star of that movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And no, no, that is not the answer. What? Corey, do you know the answer to that? Uh, is it almost famous? No. Son of a bitch. <laughs> the movie that he was in, the only other movie he was in before taking a hiatus was Detroit Rock City. Oh, fuck. That's right. Oh, that's right. He is in that movie. Yeah. Bitch. And in which they actually wore a belt, a belt buckle that said Detroit yeah. or, uh, or Disco, Disco Sucks. sucks. Uh, mm. I'm thinking of the other actor that is only in three other movies <laughs> that was in Almost <laughs> Famous. The, the, oh, kid, um, the, the kid that that plays uh, what's his face, uh, the reporter, the main character. Yeah, isn't he only in like like uh, Patrick the... Fugit? Yeah. All right. Well, okay. So I mixed up my my rare appearance actors. Great. <laughs> Off to a great start. <laughs> okay. Next question. In the 1994 film Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump's love interest is played by what actress? His his love interest. Yeah, she's played by what actress? Uh, you want the character's name or the actress's name? Actress's name. Ooh, Jenny. Um, yeah, who plays Jenny, Jenny? Jenny was played by oh, uh, 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 she was she she made she played president in the, the Kevin Spacey House of Cards. Uh, um, uh, oh shit, Robin Wright. Was she Robin Wright Penn at that time, or just Robin Wright? Robin Wright. You got it. It's fine. Nice. Jesus. Corey oh. got the two points. I got two there. Oh, Congrats. commanding lead, Jack. It is. <laughs> I and you know, I was thinking like, ooh, I might get to steal. I was totally wrong in what I thought. <laughs> I was. I almost said Patricia Arquette. Not a bad guess. <laughs> They're Thanks. very similar looking. Yeah, I wouldn't have been a terrible guess. All okay, right. now the next one actually is. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say it's very easy, but round two. Okay. Yeah, round but... two. Uh, Jack, question yeah. in the film Jurassic Park. What oh. was the name of Jeff Goldblum's character? Oh, okay. Uh, Doctor. Uh, you got part of it. You're, you're a third of the way there, <laughs> yeah, Jack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. It's just one of the. You know it until you're asked. Um,. <laughs> Hint, please. Oh, I know. I it's totally lost. Same name. I don't know if you're you're gonna get this. Oh no. Denzel Washington played a character with the same name. Oh, really? really? Okay. Take this with a grain of salt. Take this with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to give this to you without giving you the actual okay. character's name. Doctor Malcolm. You got it. Oh, thank no first you. name, but that's wow. fine. Okay, it's just Dr. Malcolm in Shawshank Redemption. Nope, Andy Dufresne is accused of killing his wife and her lover. 
What was her lover's occupation? Hint. You, no the, way I remember wanna, any of that. Okay. I, I don't. I don't recall. In the movie. I, all I know is Andy Dufresne walked or crawled. In the movie. Shit. The real killer killed Andy Dufresne's wife and her lover in a country club. That's the clue. He had a job at the country club. Uh, that doesn't help. <laughs> that helps none. <laughs> uh, he was a, he was, was totally a, that guy with those professions doing that thing, you know, with it, you know, they do the stuff. Mm. They, um, do you have an answer, you know, Corey? Uh, he, he was an, uh, a mechanic. Question Close. Mark. Oh, Jack, do you have just give any, it to an me. answer? Just give it to me. And not, and you weren't close at all. You, are not, you weren't close at all. You're not even close, but it's okay. All right. Oh, so man. not mechanic, Jack. Go. Okay. Um, I, okay. Andy Dufresne himself, I, he was like in a finance guy, I think. Yeah. So not that and that'll his, help me. His wife was stupping the... Stupping the... A finance boss? No, that's a lifetime oh. movie. Right. Okay. All right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Is the wife was sleeping with her tennis pro? She was Ooh, with her the tennis, tennis pro. pro. Oh, it's a tale as old as time. Yeah, the tennis. Yeah. Pro. The tennis pro. The guy oh, comes in. Close. The squirrely guy. <laughs> squirrely guy comes in and says, "I was robbing this house and I killed a woman who was sleeping." Who's in the bed, and the guy, and this, and their husband got pinched for the, for the murder, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he says some tennis pro. Yep. No, it's yes. all coming back now. Now that you say it, sure. I almost said lawyer, so I also was not close. Yeah. Yep. All right. Round three. Yeah. It's a little uh, extracurricular at the country club. All right. <laughs> okay. Is it uh, Jack? It's Jack's okay. question now, yeah, because I failed miserably. 1990s, Quentin Tarantino is king. Quentin Tarantino has not True. made very many films despite his prowess, popularity, fame, stature. All three work, yeah. 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 Prominence. In the <laughs> 90s, every film he made was gold. Mm-hmm. What was his third film? Oh no. Uh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can not do a hint. Okay. Uh, okay. Um. Oh, but I, but I can't. I can't, I, I need the hint. <laughs> Please give me the hint. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna like this. Okay. Okay. Good. This movie would reintroduce the world to '70s actress Pam Greer. Really? Yeah. Uh, Jackie Brown. Yes. Damn it, that's Sweet. what I was thinking. 
All right. Two All points. Right. No, one. Oh, one point. You got a hint. Oh, no. Sorry. I meant total. I have oh, yes. Points. We're tied. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pressure's on. Real nail biter. <laughs> tied up. Two to two. All right. Damn. I was over here, like, trying to list out <laughs> all of the films. Like, what are the orders? Yeah. Good pull. Yeah. Good pull. Good pull. Jackie Brown. Mm-hmm. Sure. Corey, name all of the Pauly Shore movies oh. in order. In order? Now I'll tell you. Oh. This is only it. six of his movies. These are the six famous movies that happened in, in the 90s. Six. In order? Do they really have to be in, in order? Sorry, five movies that happened in the 90s. Five, they have five to be in order, chronological in order. If I don't get them in order, but I get all the movies, can I only get one point? Absolutely no. Ah, it's Ooh. just wrong at that point? Yeah. Like how, do, how, do you, how would you even give a hint? Right? What? How would you even, how would you even give, give a hint? I would tell you the first one or the last one, whichever one you wanted. Oh. I'd tell you one of the movies. Hmm. All right, let's see. Uh, five movies. Uh <sighs> Luckily, we've already said two of them on this show. <laughs> really, really helps. We said two. We we commented. I think them two. earlier. Oh, okay. If uh, if but, the improv callback uh, skills are are in in order here, I can at least get two. <laughs> um, that's oh, it's it's really like. Okay, then you just got to get the order of the last three, then. You're, right. You're good. <sighs> okay, here we go. Encino Man? Okay. Okay. Son-in-law? Yep. Then we do In the Army now? Okay. Ooh, okay. Um. Then from In the Army now, he goes to jury duty? And? And then the final one in the 90s is Biodome. Yep. Oh, I did it. Nice. Oh, my God. That hurt my brain so much. <sighs> Two points. Yeah, Woo. I actually did. I would have gotten in the Army now and jury duty wrong. I thought they I, were switched. I hemmed and hawed. I just took a stab. Luckily, I got it right. <sighs> I thought it went in the Army now, Biodome, and then jury duty. Was a goofy movie? Was that early two thousands or uh, just oh. not a famous Polly Shore movie? That's I, nobody ever thinks of that as a Polly Shore movie. Yeah. So so yeah. would have accepted, but not necessarily. Yeah, but also <laughs> also the only thing that whenever you talk about a Polly Shore movie, like Encino Man's always thought of as that, but he was always the side character in that movie. Yeah. Sure. But you he know what I mean, like Polly Shore in that movie. Yeah, that's the first movie. He's like the wheeze in the yeah. movie. Yeah. He's the <laughs> Absolutely. Final round. Writer-director Troy Duffy was made famous by the 1999 action movie The Boondock Saints. How many movies did he make after the release of this movie? Total in his whole life. How many Troy Duffy movies are there out there? Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. uh, I'm going to go for broke. No hint. I mean it this time. Um, I'll I'll go with four. That is incorrect. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I get to steal two points here. Two points. Hmm. Troy Duffy. 
made the Boondock Saints. And uh, until you said the Boondock Saints, I had no idea who Troy Duffy was. <laughs> well, just to give you guys some background, Troy Duffy is one of the four writer director writer directors that was picked up by Miramax back in this back in the nineties. He was picked up under the same contract as Kevin Smith, Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez, and Troy Duffy. They're all picked up to make, um, they're all picked up basically to make the same type of films and they had big ass contracts and were given carte blanche to make whatever movies they wanted. Wow. Oh, well, I know the other guys and I could name their catalogs. Although, you know, Boondock I know Boondock Saints. (laughs) I know that they very made a, big movie. I know they made a sequel to Boondock Saints. Have no idea if he did it, um, but because I don't know him like I know the other Miramax guys, I don't know. Like he, like I'll give him credit for the sequel of Boondock Saints, but like nothing else. Like one movie, and then disappeared. Yes, he made oh! one movie. He made oh. the Boondock Saints <sighs> two, All Saints Day, and that was it. I knew it was going to be a lower number, but I just didn't go low enough. <laughs> there's actually uh, a documentary film too made. Too much credit, Jack. There's a, documentary, there's a documentary film made about how he has done nothing with his life. <laughs> cool. Oh, wow. Uh, it's the kind of documentary you want made about you. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. All oh, right. Oh, gosh. I mean, I'll take the points, but it feels yeah. dirty. Feels dirty, right? <laughs> it feels dirty. So, Corey, do you want to do you want to do a, a final question for both of you? Yeah. So, so you're, at, you're at six. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jack has two. I have six. So, um, yeah, I think a, a final, a final question. Maybe this one could be a blind one. If it's just one last one, blind write question. Down, write down our answer and how many of our points we'd be willing to wager. All right, for our final round, Corey and Jack are going to tell us what amount they're going to wager. This is basically Jeopardy rules. You know, Mm -hmm. don't sue us, Jeopardy. But we're going to have our Jeopardy rules right here. And uh, Corey, how much are you going to wager? How much am I going to wager? Yes, I realize you didn't have your your headphones on, but how much are you going to wager, Corey? It's cool. I'm just going to cut all that. I I thought we were going to hear the question first. No, because then you can tell oh, me you, how much you're going to wager once wait, you know how, okay. how... See, I learned from, you know, the best, Alex Trebek. So I am going to wager half of my points. Three points. Three points. Jack, how about you, man? I'm betting the farm Ooh. all two of my points. Okay. okay. So if awesome. I get it wrong and you get it right, you win. Sweet. Okay, so uh, remember... What's going to happen mistakes. is I'm going to read this, and you guys are going to write your answer down. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you guys lock, are going to show it. it. In. Lock it in. Here's the question. In the movie Casino, what is the name of the fictitious casino Robert De Niro's character is in charge of? And just for verification, guys, I knew this off the top of my head, so don't make this seem like this is difficult. Corey, I see your face. No, I see your face, Corey. If not (laughs) game, I probably could have just... Yeah, oh yeah, it's the casino. Oh, but now my, like, you said casino, and then my mind just went. I'll give you guys a, a free clue. It sounds Ooh. like a real casino. 
but it yeah. is fictitious. Oh. It sounds like a real one. Like when you when you hear it, you're like, oh, that is a casino, but it's a fictitious oh. casino in Las Vegas. Jesus Christ. That is not the name of um, it. That's a little too religious. Just a bit. Or sacrilegious, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I'm drawing a complete blank, but I've 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 locked in my answer, ready to press return on chat. Is oh, it Bally's? Okay. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Palms. Yeah. Ti. Yeah. <laughs> Treasure Island. Yeah. Oh. Caesar's Palace. <laughs> I feel like recently I've had a conversation where we've talked about the name of this fucking casino, and I can't for the life of me pull it from the cobwebs in my brain <laughs> okay well are you ready uh sure okay lock it in all, all right. right enter in three two one go Corey put the palace casino which obvious which ironically Corey, i think that's actually a casino is it? Oh, I mean, there's Caesar's yeah. Palace. I thought maybe they just lobbed. Caesar's I think there's actually and... a, a palace casino. Like oh, there might be. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. All right, so that takes me down to three. And Jack Seaver McDonald put Lucky's. Good guess. So very good guesses, both of you. Thank you. Highly wrong, but very oh. good guesses. What? <laughs> Damn. Wait, then wait. No, it was. I remember it, it was, was like a leprechaun, wasn't there? <laughs> no, it was oh. the Tangiers. Oh, the Tangiers. Of course, of course, it's the Tangiers. Yeah. It sounds so wow. much like a casino that most people actually Google it to think if it really is a casino right. in Las Vegas. Yeah. Do they are they still booking rooms there? <laughs> um, <laughs> probably. Can I can I go uh, find a room on kayak? <laughs> Well, I will say that you guys did a very good job. Ending score is three to zero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and that has been the Switch the Envelope, Switch the Envelope game. Play at home, buy the game over at Target or Walmart or any of your major retailers. Or none of those. <laughs> or none of those because it's not on sale. But we hope it will be one day. Oh man, uh, I mean, good. Uh, you're a formidable foe, Jack. Oh, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> in, in that we were both pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't feel completely devastated, which I appreciate. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> Well, we uh, we had a lot of fun. Thank you for coming on and, and having some fun with us, talking some movies and uh, and playing our stupid little game. That <laughs> 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 I feel like we both lost at this point. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, I didn't lose. No, no our game master Jeff wins, but both oh, definitely. Why do you think I like to be like the game loss. master? Yeah, because right? it's win. like being the dungeon master. It's just it's winning, right? <laughs> It's true, yeah. It's it's hard to feel uh, sad when you're running things. Yeah, when, when you're the exactly. god of the game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me. I, I had a blast. It was it was really fun, and um, thank you so much. Awesome. Yeah, and, uh, awesome. Jack, Jack, why don't you um tell everybody how they can get in touch with you on um, social media and anywhere else? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, you can find me on Instagram 
at Jack Seaver. That's J-A-C-K-S-E-V-O-R. And uh, at Jack McDonald on Twitter. Says this awesome. SAG breakup. <clears throat> Mm -hmm. (laughs) across two platforms Uh, of course you can always catch uh, Jack in the role of Eric Perkins on now never have I ever streaming right now season two just dropped not too long ago on Mm -hmm. Netflix and you know you can see him on young Sheldon good girls those who can't modern family all those wonderful wonderful shows Uh, thank you so much Jack for coming on it was a lot of fun Um, we look forward to seeing more Eric Perkins uh, on future seasons Uh, really get it get into Netflix and and you know try to storm into Mindy Kaling's office and be like I need a web side series to promote the show as Eric exactly the the world is just begging for a you know the office had the accountants yeah and they they need an Eric showing the school or, or whatever i don't know and an eric video blog uh, eric's yeah. blog uh-huh yeah <laughs> or, or eric's tiktok i think would be more appropriate for the uh, show's theme yeah uh, definitely. yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i look forward to seeing that <laughs> when when it definitely will happen mm-hmm. um so yeah go go on and follow all you switches followed uh follow i almost called you eric uh <laughs> <laughs> go, go follow Jack on, on social media. Of course, you can follow us uh, on Twitter as well at Switch Envelope or on our Instagram at Switch the Envelope. And you can always go to switchtheenvelope.com for all your Switch the Envelope needs. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And I think that'll do it. That'll do it for us here at Switch the Envelope. We'll see you next Wednesday where we will be having another special guest for you, Switches. And we hope to see you again. This is Corey and Jeff. Corey, I don't know why I'm saying it. I'm hey, just you're, like you're signing I'm off. Just, never signed I'm just off signing like off. I've never signed off in my life. But go watch um, a movie. Go watch yeah, a Netflix go, series. Go do something. You know. <laughs> we'll see you later. Switches. Bye. Switches. Switch the envelope is a Riff Lab production. All episodes written and produced by Corey and Jeff. Each episode is mixed and mastered by Jeff at Studio 85 and uploaded for broadcasting. <laughs>